Welcome to Where Passion Meets Truth by Shield Sisters Initiative. We are two best friends who co-founded a community for women entrepreneurs who want to live their passion and embrace their truth. I'm Raywin, a self-love coach obsessed with coffee, mustaches, and all things community. And we also have Megan, a truth-seeking super nerd with a passion for mental health, books, and mindset. Unfortunately, she won't be joining us today. It'll just be me and our guest. Each month, we'll bring you a couple of guest interviews, goal-setting tips, and mindset-changing topics to guide you on your journey of living your passion and embracing your truth. Today, I have Lexi. Um, Lexi, how do I pronounce your last name? It's Koch. So we have Lexi Koch. She is a notable, intuitive coach who empowers women to gain a profound knowledge profound knowing of themselves. Within the sacred space of sessions, clients are guided to drastically transform their overwhelm and lack of self-esteem into radical insights that result in lasting presence and renewed confidence. So excited to have you here today, Lexi. Thank Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really curious to know how you structure your sessions. So, Um, one thing that I've always found out about myself and noticed about myself is that I'm really comfortable getting vulnerable with people and getting into sacred space with people. So I always begin every session with a ground grounding meditation. So I'll lead the meditation or the visualization just to get us into the same space. And then we start out with, um, what somebody is currently struggling with or like what they're noticing that's happening a lot in their life. And we just dive in from there. And that's where I really use my intuition to help us get underneath any layers or stories or um, a lot of inner critic talk, any blocks that are that I hear are coming up. And often it, people are like, oh my gosh, wow, I had no idea that was even happening. And then um, we'll just basically dive in as deep as we can and as feels right and comfortable in that session. Um, so that we can figure out how to move forward in a way that feels really holistic and organic from what we find. Um, so that's a very broad overview. That's awesome. Yeah, I was really curious about um, if you touched on to meditation and stuff because that's something that I um, have always been intrigued on, but I haven't really dived into it. I used to um, actually be terrified of meditation which I know sounds totally weird Um, my daughter would like to say hello if you can't hear her in the background (laughs) baby mommy's doing podcast right now um so also Lexi can you um we usually jump off and talk about uh your passion and your truth and where the two come together would you like to share with us what your passion and what your truth are Absolutely. So I am somebody who's very, very passionate about Mother Earth. And I'm also very passionate about honesty and listening to my gut. Because I, when I look back at my life, the places where I look, listen to my gut have been the most transformative and pivotal moments for me. But I also see a lot of places in my life where I didn't listen to my gut and I just followed what I thought I quote unquote should do or what the people around me were doing or what seemed like 
the thing to do in order for me to like stay in good standing, whether it was like with my family members or the community at large or, you know, culture, society. And so I bring all of that together through um, my passion, which is helping other people really tune in and realize that they have just as strong of a voice inside of them guiding themselves, whether you want to call it your inner compass, your intuition, your higher self, your gut, um, it doesn't really matter what the name is. But um, I love, I love listening to mine, I love being guided by mine. And it's also really hard and scary to to live that way because that's not really how we were trained. You know, we're very much a culture of like, use your mind, use your mind, you know, move forward with your mind. And um, so my passion now is to empower other women to know themselves well enough to hear that voice and then trust themselves enough to follow it. And just seeing the incredible just shifts and though they are small because it's like little everyday things they're not like these big drastic life changes the shifts that happen in the people that I get to share my passion with is it's like radical and it's my joy how did you find yourself on that journey like learning to trust your gut over your mind well I um was a farmer for 15 years and I also started a nonprofit where I was educating um, children about how to grow food for their school cafeteria and they were growing about 3,000 pounds of food for their cafeteria a year and um, so I was like just kind of muscling through life and you know kind of overachieving overworking every single day and I was really burnt out, but I wouldn't allow myself to admit it. So I was like physically exhausted and not feeling well in my body. And then I got pregnant and I had my son who is five years old this week. And at two weeks old, when he was just a a newborn, he was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a life-threatening genetic disease. And I tell you, that moment was completely life-altering for me. It Um, it basically totally threw me off my game. And one of the big things that happened was that I stopped being able to hide behind using my brain to function and overachieve and overwork and succeed and achieve, you know, in all the ways that I was, because all I could do was protect this little, precious, helpless child who was mine, who was mine to care for. And so I found myself just in my home with him day after day like with cystic fibrosis you really need to avoid germs and any bad air quality so just having a newborn you know we you already need to avoid that stuff but it was much more pronounced and so i just basically i completely fell apart at that point and my falling you know was kind of one of those breakdown leads to breakthrough moments was that i really realized that i i really don't didn't trust myself, that I really was living kind of always outside of myself, always in the to-do list, always in other people's opinions, always in my fears about being judged um, and just like in this need to to achieve for some kind of external appreciation. And through that journey, I really dove into myself and, and I've reclaimed that voice inside of me and I began to honor it and listen to it and respect it and trust it and it's probably the best thing that I've ever done.
I would imagine that um, you need to do a lot of trusting in yourself, especially as a mother and a caretaker when you are put in that position because that's that's something that like there's doctors and you have to trust the doctors but at the end of the day you're the one who's there constantly trying to do what's best for your child so you have to be that one you have to trust that you are going to do what's right because if you don't trust in yourself and you're second guessing yourself constantly your child's going to feel that and even when they're so young like that how is um how's your son doing now yeah that's exactly right um that just being a mother you know i think it really turns our intuition on and then to have special needs thrown on top it's like they're our number one and our senses all become so alert um, and that's so true that that was a huge part of me developing that trust for myself and just so my son is doing fantastic thank you so much for asking so he's five and um, I love to say that so we have to go to the cystic fibrosis clinic all the time at Children's Hospital and they told me recently that he is the most nourished child in the clinic and that word just meant so much to me because um, it means to me, like I've I've grown most of his food for most of his life. I you know we do like pretty much all from scratch cooking and have him on a really like anti-inflammatory diet and you know keep him keep him well like good sleep, good water, good air, all of those things. And I've had to really trust myself, you know, to make sacrifices in my own life to get him to the point that he's at. And I've had to really dig into my strength, my inner core. Um, we even moved from where we had been living for 15 years um, to find better air. And it's been an incredible journey that's actually awakened me more to my higher self than ever. But, um, of course, also a tumultuous journey as well. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine how tumultuous it would be. I think I just wanted to kind of make a, I guess, broad comment on this because so many of the amazing women that we've been speaking to lately who have had these life-changing moments where they realize what their passion, what their truth are, they've grown out of um, a lot of big changes, something that is unavoidable and something that could be a total, total traumatizing or I hate to use the term, but quote unquote, life ruining moment, but they chose to rise up to that moment. Um, and I just love how you completely dedicated yourself to finding out the best way of taking care of your son and of taking him to that nourished level instead of just surviving, but actually thriving. And I think that in our society, it's, we think, so much reliance on Western medicine is important and I personally do rely on Western medicine. I'm not uh, fully holistic, but I've noticed that when we have these major life-changing things and we start to listen to our gut, we understand and we get a little bit closer with Mother Nature and with how things were done in the past. We get so stuck in this idea that the modern world is better than the previous eras because we have this technology and we have this knowledge and we have better infant mortality rates because we know about germs and all this stuff. But 
that doesn't mean that what was being practiced before should be totally thrown out the door. So I love that you've returned to this sense of, you know, nourishment, being in touch with the earth and taking care of your son with cleaner air, cleaner food, preparing it personally instead of buying into this idea that, well, my son's really sick, I need to go purchase this stuff that will help him be healthier. When yes, there are some amazing products out there that I personally use if I'm going to be purchasing something that's healthier or if I'm going to be having something that's healthier, I usually purchase it because I live in suburban Orange County. There are not very many farms here. I go to the farmer's market, but that's like the extent of it for me. Um, but I love that you've made all these sacrifices and in making these sacrifices and getting in touch with Mother Earth, like you said, it really got you more in touch with yourself, with your higher self, and then that in turn helps you with your passion and your truth and to inspiring other women on this journey. Yeah, and I love the way you said that. Um, it's so true. I, I just, um, I personally feel nourished when I'm connecting to our roots, um, which you know, all of us are made out of Mother Earth, right? Like we all eat food that comes from Earth. Um, and she's just so giving and also so diverse, just like us, and also such a good teacher. Like, you know, you can just see the leaves on a tree. Like every year they grow and then they fall and then they grow again. And the tree's not like clinging onto the leaves like, no, don't go. You know, I don't know what I'll do without you. Um, but it, it just allows them to go, surrenders to them going, and then also has the innate wisdom to know when to have them, you know, leaf out again. And so I just think there's so much to learn. And I have felt nourished by um, having my, seeing my son connecting with the earth, because I think that's going to be more and more important as, you know, we continue to evolve as people um, to just like keep those connections alive and remember where we really come from and where our health really comes from. That's exactly true. Our health and our beings are made of, of pieces of Mother Earth. That's, my mind is kind of blown right now by that statement because it's so simple, yet it's something we completely forget all of the time. My mom is going to absolutely love this episode. Um, she told me the other day, she's like, I've been listening to your podcast every time one comes out. And she is very um, in touch with nature. And especially recently, she's been on this journey of um, more holistic and being in tune with herself and all of this stuff. And so I'm really excited for her to listen to this because I think the two of you would actually get along great. Um, so I was actually wondering also, Lexi, how did you begin your journey into being more in touch with nature? You said that you've always had an affinity for Mother Earth but and that you were a farmer. Were you raised that way or was this some a passion you sort of realized as a child? Love the question. Um, no, I was far from raised this way. Um, I grew up in suburban Maryland, right outside of DC. Um, I, actually, I would say my, my father had a love for the plants in our yard, um, but I didn't. Like, I didn't really have a connection. I remember being a girl and my, my 
uh, bedroom was on the second story of the house, so I would see the trees, like the leaves of the trees outside the window. And I just remember staring at them blowing in the wind and how calming it was. Um, but something happened when I was in college. I went to Zimbabwe uh, for four months and it just kind of like brought me home to myself in a, in a different way and to, you know, that, that same concept of um, like where we come from and, and basically just back to the basics. And I just started exploring getting back to the basics and I got kind of frustrated that I, here I am almost a grown woman and yet I don't even really know how to wield a shovel, right? I don't know how to like efficiently use my body to provide for myself. And so I kind of sent myself on a mission to figure out how do I, use my own strength and my own, um, you know, agency to, to be part of like the living system that cares for me. Like, how can I get closer to that? And so I just, I just dove in and it was such a match. Like I remember, um, some of my teachers, like the more elder people who were guiding me at that time, you know, showing me like, so this is this plant and this is that plant. And it would just stick. Like I just have this connection and I felt right doing it. Um, and when I'm not doing it, it, something feels really clogged inside of me and really off. And that's why I started the school garden as well, because I thought, if we can empower children from a young age to know what broccoli looks like when it's actually growing or to pull a carrot out of the earth and eat it and, and taste how different it is that when it comes straight from the earth and know that they put those seeds in the ground or give them the confidence that anybody in this you know entire school can use these tools, um, then I just feel like they'll be off to a different start than I was and um, have a level of confidence in this world and a level of connection in this world that I think is really important for all of us. Starting with our children is something that's very important to me as well. I used to work at a charter school and they had a school garden like that where they grew actual fruits and vegetables. And the year that I was working there, actually the focus for the year was on composting. And so I learned a lot then because like I said, I'm in, I am in, Orange County so we don't really we actually I would say Orange County does have some farmland especially because we have strawberry fields all over the place but that would be the extent of the farmland that I saw just as a child living my life like driving around I would see the strawberry fields on the freeways but I didn't actually realize that you know, people grew their own plants at home for themselves. So Lexi, what would you say is your number one tip for people who are trying to get more in touch with their higher selves and with Mother Earth? How would you say that they start? What would be that starting point? Because I know a lot of times we have this idea that we want to get into it but we don't know where to start or who to connect with and so we just stay frozen I know personally I did this with essential oils for the longest time like I was like I really want to get in, into essential oils and then it took me almost two years to actually purchase my first diffuser and essential oil well I, I love what you say about um, 
people having this desire and then getting stuck because I definitely know a lot of people like that. Um, so what I find to be the first step and what was the first step for me is that I didn't really realize until I was introduced to it that I had this inner critic running my life. So um, what that means is that I had a voice inside my head that I picked up along the way that at one point really served me. It's not like a negative thing, but at one point it kind of kept me in line, like I was saying earlier, all those shoulds and expectations that I thought were placed on me, it kept me living in that. Um, but it also kept me personally really unhappy and really, I felt really, really boxed in. So as soon as I learned about that part of myself and I became courageous enough to um, start interacting with it, I could catch it. So like I would, you know, be going about my day and I would be kind of shutting on myself or I would be, you know, belittling my own needs or like maybe my husband would say something and I would just in my head immediately be like, that's my fault, even though it had nothing to do with me. So all of those things. So, um, so that's what I really, really recommend to people as a very hugely powerful first step. It's like, you don't need to buy anything. You don't need to go out, you know, out there and, you know, outsource in any way. It does really help to have some kind of guide um, or coach or mentor just to hold you accountable, just to say, hey, did you remember to do that? Hey, are you willing to keep doing that? Because at first it's a little clunky and awkward, but it can be hugely life-changing just to notice the voice <laughs> that you run your life by and to start thinking about like, who does that sound like? Who does that feel like? Is that really me? And as soon as you start to identify it, it starts to change. And that's when there becomes all this new space for your higher self voice or your voice of your intuition to take up a lot more room in your life. So step one to becoming more intuitive and trusting your gut is realizing that you have this voice in your head that might be holding you back, might be serving you sometimes, but it is there. And just acknowledging that you have this voice is what's really going to connect you to yourself. And I love that you said that it wasn't necessarily a bad voice because a lot of the times when we think like, oh, there's the voice in my head that's influencing my decisions, it's holding us back or it's giving us negative emotions or insecurities. But it isn't always doing that. There's a lot of times where that voice is giving you great ideas, but you really have to understand how to listen to it. Would you say that's correct? I think that that when we pit ourselves against that voice, it makes changing it a lot harder. But when we acknowledge that at some point in our along the way in our journey, a lot of the times from our, you know, a family of origin, or maybe even a strong relationship that we had somewhere along the way, um, we picked up that voice. And that voice really was installed by us as a form of protection for us. And so it's really an ally. And it's gotten us as far as we are. Um, and we can live with it. It's not like we have to cast it out. It's just something that we just have to be able to identify. And yeah, exactly as you said, as you identify um, that more negative, more critical, more judgmental voice, um, the one that's always loving to say like, you're not thin enough, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you know, no one wants what you have, um, you'll never be able to do this, um, et cetera, et cetera. 
then as soon as we can kind of call it out, it does create so much more space for us to be who we really are and to be real with ourselves. And yes, it, be, it helps us develop an intimacy with ourselves that we just don't have, right? So many of us just believe the thoughts in our heads, but when we start observing from a different vantage point, we get to know ourselves in an entirely new way. And it's, it's very amazing to create that relationship. Have you read the book, You Are a Badass? I haven't, but I I've, keep hearing about it. And it's really funny because one of my clients, um, we generally people end up having like a name for their, you know, higher self or like a, a strong image that comes to them or a symbol. And one of my clients is just like, I am such a badass. And like, that's totally her thing. And so I was telling her she needs to read the book, but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was one of our first book club books in our Facebook um, group. And I was actually talking about it the other day because there's this one part of it where it says, let's see, it takes what we call in psychology your ego, but she gives it a special name. I don't know where my book is right now, so I can't remember what the precise um, term is. But she says that that is like your Italian mother who is always going to be there to protect you and wants what's best for you. But the moment that you try to step out of your comfort zone, you she's like, whoa, whoa, wait, no, no, this is not good. You need to stay in this good place because this is good. You know what's happening. You can expect it. And that voice in your head, that's what it's doing when it's, telling you about your insecurities it's just trying to bully you back into that comfort zone because it's scared of being hurt when you grow and so that voice can be so encouraging at times but also at other times it does hold you back so it's so important to identify the voice and really like accept what it's saying and sit there and say okay well I hear you but I'm going to try to do this anyway because this is what I want. This is in connection with myself. Um, do you have any resources, Lexi, that you think that um, my audience might really connect with in finding their passion, their truth, understanding their intuition and their gut and getting in contact with that? Yeah, so on my website, you can grab an audio um, that further distills this exact conversation that we're having and really helps you to start to meet your own inner critic inside of your own head. Um, so it's a totally complimentary audio um, that just walks you through all the pieces. And um, from there, there's another audio that you can get that's actually has you do a meditation in order to start interacting with your own higher self, which, you know, again, can be called intuition. And I think that when you get in touch with your higher self and when you get in touch with your intuition, if you're not clear right now what your passion is or what your truth is, that is a perfect way of finding out. Because a lot of times those um, voices inside of us are trying to get our attention in all sorts of ways, whether it's physical pain or um, you know, a lot of overwhelm or anxiety, panic. Um, it, it might just be a call to 
be in touch with yourself in a different way. And um, when you start doing that, a lot of things become more clear, like what direction you want to go with your in your life or what your passions truly are, what your needs truly are. I love that those are complimentary. And also, like you said, it's so important to get in touch with your intuition and your higher self. Um, so we try to keep our podcast to only 30 minutes long because we value our audience and we know that you are all busy entrepreneurs just like us. So Lexi, do you have any closing thoughts that you might want to include to make sure that you know we don't forget anything? I just have really appreciated this conversation and I just so encourage everybody who's listening to keep going and <clears throat> to just see if just today, just today, if you can hear a little spark inside of you, a little voice inside of you that's giving you a little nudge in one way or another, that not the critic voice, but that little sparky voice, that little whisper that is so easy to ignore that sometimes can feel really scary to listen to and just see if you can hear it and not even starting with listening, you know, following through on what it has to say, but just see if you can hear it. And it might come in the form of like a little, some, you know, kind of nod from the universe, something funny or um, synchronistic, um, or it might come from within you but just look for that for the rest of the day and see if you can find something that shows that your intuition is ready and speaking to you. That action step is everything. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lexi. And thank you so much to our audience for listening. If it's your first time joining us, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And feel free to subscribe to our podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you for your support. As always, we hope that you have picked up uh, something that's very valuable in finding who you are and connecting your passion and your truth in that genius spot. Please don't forget to rate us and share us with a friend. It's the only way we can reach more people and help others to really find their passion and their truth. Episode 18 is sponsored by Emily Finta Designs. Emily is our design ambassador at Shield Sisters Initiative and does all of the graphics for Where Passion Meets Truth and for our site. When she isn't creating beautiful designs, she is doing it afraid and overcoming her fears and discovering herself in her new town. She loves to binge watch Netflix with her kitty and she has social anxiety, but that doesn't stop her from inspiring other creatives. Thank you so much for sponsoring us today, Emily. Thanks again for tuning in today, guys. Have a great day.